Sup, nerds. Welcome to episode 13 of Powerful, a power metal podcast. It's your boys, ZF. And Larry. And this time, we are talking to band members of Helion Prime, Jason Ashcraft and Sozos Michael, about their upcoming album, Terror of the Cybernetic Space Monster. Yep, it's pretty sick. We talk about the new album, recording with a new singer in a completely different part of the world, and sci-fi, all kinds of crazy stuff. And without further ado... Let's get to the interview and the sweet riff, jingle riff. Intro! How's it going, everybody? This is Jason Ashcraft from Helium Prime. I am the founder, primary songwriter, and rhythm guitarist. All right. Is that enough? Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> that's perfect. Who's, who's the other guy we have in, in, in this call? Who are you? So, hey guys, uh, this is Sozo's Michael. I'm the lead vocalist of Helium Prime and the um, lyricist for the new album. Welcome. Perfect. Nice to have you here, guys. Thank you. So, we we want to start this by saying that we really like your band. We like your music. <laughs> we sure do. I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, we wouldn't have called you here if we didn't like your music, right? <laughs> right. <That> makes sense. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so we are glad to have you two here, Jason and Sosos. And for the people who don't know, or maybe you notice, but uh, Sosos is not from the U.S. as Jason. He is from um, Cyprus. Cyprus. Right? Yep. Cyprus. I always mm -hmm. forget how to say it in English. <laughs> how do you say it in Spanish? Chipre. Mm. Okay. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> what's the native what's the native language there? This is gonna be a geography podcast suddenly. Surprise. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, well it's uh it's Greek. We we speak Greek. Oh great. That's cool. Mm -hmm. And it's very close to Greece. Yeah, it is. I had to like actually Google map it because I wasn't sure where Cyprus was. <laughs> I thought it was part of Greece until uh Sozos told me otherwise. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah, it's independent. So, what what's it like being in a international band? Like, how do you all communicate and plan and record? How do you handle all that? Well, thankfully, with today's technology, it's pretty simple. And, um, you know, there was definitely something we considered when Sozo's put it in his audition. But for me, it's something I'm willing to work out. It's just all about planning. So. You know, when we did the music videos and photo shoots, we basically just had them come out for a week and we just knocked everything out that week. We had like one thing a day to do. Um, but, you know, we did two photo shoots, two videos. So basically we're covered on those until like the next album. Um, and then as far as any kind of touring or festivals, it's just all about planning. You know, we don't really do like small local shows anymore. So yeah. just communication, really. Yeah, that's a lot of hard work, just putting everything, well, making all that stuff in just one week, just to make sure you can it is. get out. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I'd rather have it this way than working with people who aren't as passionate about it as I am. Yeah, so, totally. Yeah, it's all now. about finding a good fit, right? With Especially with band members who you'll be exactly. spending a lot of time with. Especially for something like a creative process, you know? Yeah. So for me, location isn't important. It's more, you know, 
do you believe in what we're doing sort of you know i don't really care where you live because with proper planning we can make anything happen you know yeah yeah how about that one-off like show or festival that you guys did in vancouver was it vancouver somewhere in canada Uh yeah Yeah, was that was that planned in in your week-long extravaganza no we got offered the show through the promoter oh wow you know that was just one of the many you know cool things because again we told them like all right you know we'll do it um and they helped cover flight expenses and everything like that so oh that's so awesome yeah again with proper planning it's you know no problem i felt bad for sozos i think he had like a what a 60 hour round trip oh (laughs) Oh, yeah it was (laughs) brutal i was in canada less time than i was flying like it was insane wow yeah like 36 hours to go and 36 to come back oh my goodness yeah and i stayed in vancouver for like 36 hours (laughs) damn wow which is crazy because you can fly to europe in like 13 hours or something but for some reason i guess because of where you live you have to do a lot of crazy layovers yeah 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 yeah. there's no direct flights from where i live that's Mm. a bummer oh well (laughs) yeah well i mean you know ideally with the kind of music we play and the kind of market we play to, you know, hopefully things will pick up and we'll just start coming to you anyways. So, yeah, <laughs> I yeah, hope so. Hopefully Europe is the place to go, you know, Europe. And one day you have to come to South America, make all the big cities like every big metal band. Exactly. You know, that's the thing, like, um, you know, we got a pretty lucky start with AFM, but I feel like we're still sort of a band like, you know, we're still paying our dues. We're still, you know, we're still fairly small on the mm. spectrum mm. when you look at things. So I think we got a pretty good head start with AFM, but we still have a, a long ways to go. Yeah, because you got signed recently. Given your Yeah, it's been th- this October will, I think, be like two years, but. You know, we put out that first album, and with it being out for just about a year, AFM signed us. So, again, we weren't really a functioning band for even a year. Oh, right, um, right. And then, you know, then, of course, before they even signed us, um, Heather had already left the band. So, of course, I had to tell them that because they would have found out one way or another. Yeah. How did they How did they handle that, that you told them your old vocalist had left? They were actually really cool with it. So when I, because again, like I told them right away, so I was like, well, they're going to find out. And if it's a deal breaker, it's a deal breaker. So I told them right away. And at first they kind of were like, all right, well, you know, take some time. If you guys find a new singer and you, you know, have a new album prepared, hit us back up and we'll talk. I was kind of bummed. Like, oh man, there, there went a dream. There went a goal gone. And then That's... a week later, the A&R rep hit us back up. And he's like, hey, good news. I convinced the CEO to sign you guys without a singer. I was like, oh, shit. Okay. Well, that that <laughs> wow. means, that speaks about your product, like about your music. Like they really liked it and they really believed that you could they still deliver. They believed in you. That's oh, so awesome. Right? So um, I think with the second album is pretty strong. So hopefully now, now that we have, you know, a solid lineup, I'm hoping because... You know, we had a strong momentum going. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, totally. You guys even, like, toured with Judicator and, you know, just a little West Coast thing. Right. And then it kind of dwindled because of the situation. But yeah, I feel like we have a very strong lineup now. So I'm hoping 
we can just keep get that momentum back and keep it going you know yeah awesome so i want to know about the new album um is it a concept album or like what is the theme of this new album so i feel like there's kind of a theme but it wasn't on purpose so it's funny because i originally wanted to sort of stay in a similar style as the first album because obviously it did well i didn't want to repeat myself or repeat what we did but you know i guess i could say play it safe a little bit you know um but honestly when you hear the album it it definitely did not turn out that way it's very different (laughs) so that could be either really good or really bad depending on who who's listening but you know when sozo and i started working on the lyrics and i'd throw my ideas uh we'd brainstorm some some things and there's a general theme of sort of the human species as a whole just uh our ups and downs but again that was not planned okay as i was looking at the songs we were writing i was like oh i see a reoccurring pattern here of themes um so even like silent skies the single we put out that's sort of like a little concept story yeah that him and I kind of went back and forth with, and the idea with it is, you know, it's, um, I'm sure it's not the first time something like this has been told, but it's basically our little science fiction story of how the human race was once part of a bigger sort of, uh, I don't know what the right word would be, not empire, but part of a bigger galactic sort of collection of species. But yeah. Hmm. We prove that we, yeah, yeah, there you go. That's what I was looking for. But we kind of proved that we were sort of uh, not worthy in our actions. So we were essentially banished to Earth. This was like our our punishment was to uh, be isolated on this planet far away from anything uh, until we can prove ourselves worthy again. Hmm. Wow, that's Um, pretty gnarly. (laughs) Yeah, I like it. And, you know, the lyrics Sozo's wrote were just perfect for it. So... But and then you know then we have the song the human condition which uh, sort of dabbles on the same themes but in a more scientific approach. Um, what else do we got? And then spectrum. Yeah. Um, that's actually uh, inspired by autism, so it's more of like a kind of autism awareness piece. But again, still kind of dealing of with course. human human nature. So again, just looking at all these, and even like you know with the the closing track the hair of the cybernetic space monster i mean that whole thing is about a scientist god mad trying to create the ultimate being and he ends up you know causing all this destruction so you know there's this theme that was definitely not intentional hmm. um we basically tried to combine um the science fiction of the first album with more of a human element um so there there's much more um i guess feelings coming through uh the lyrics at least like most of the lyrics are from the um from the point of view of a human uh whereas in the previous album i think many of the songs uh it was like from more uh, abstract perspective i guess i can agree with that that's a really interesting perspective that's cool yeah, so I, I kind of liked it because the the album took a theme of its own, like I said, just completely unplanned. It just that's just kind of the way it went. So I've noticed, like, I always try to like, all right, I'm gonna write this 
this way and it just never works out. So I kind of let whatever happens happens. And I know people, I know someone complained about this on the first album and I even read a, re a review where someone brought it up on this album and it, not, I don't know if they necessarily complained, but they kind of point out that musically it's sort of all over the place. Like, uh, one minute it'll be this style, one minute it'll be that style. I know one guy, I read a review where he was kind of dogging us for it. But really, I don't do that on purpose. Again, it's just like, wherever it takes me, like, you know, I don't claim to be the greatest songwriter. So as I'm writing, I just kind of go in the direction it's going. So whatever it turns out being is what it is. I'm not I'm not thinking like, it's got to be this, you know? So that's That's great. And I think a lot of people actually like uh, stylistic changes within an album so it might just I do. be you know yeah. preferences yeah um you know it's one reason i love devin townsend so much <laughs> oh yeah yeah you don't really adhere to a specific genre right like i yeah, mean sure. the guy can go from a you know deaf leopard rock ballad to an insane tech death song, you know, so. Right. <laughs> That's awesome. So, like you mentioned before, um, you guys collaborated in the lyrics uh, for this uh, new album. And I wanted to know, how was it? How did it feel like, uh, so you joined quite recently uh, the band, and how was it like, okay, I got this part uh, singing in this band, and suddenly, okay, we have to write and record a full album, like now. <laughs> so how was that? Uh, Jason, want to go? So this is kind of how it went. So when Sozos had joined, um, we were already like, I believe, in the process of tracking the album. And I wanted to get the album out because it had been almost two years since the first one. And I was ready to get something out. Hmm. So I told Sozos that uh, I'd be handling the lyrics just because of time and everything like that. Um, but it was actually the human condition. And he's like, oh man, that's such a bummer. He's like, I can really hear something cool over this song. And my thing was, is I didn't want to like be working on lyrics. And then here we go three months later and we're still working on lyrics. But he sent me his, I was like, all right, well, you know, I was like, send me, send me what you're thinking. Um, he sent me his ideas for human condition and it just like blew my mind. I was like, all right, you know, dude, do it. Like, write the lyrics. And, you know, he produced them really fast and really, really well. And Human Condition is actually still my favorite song off the new album. Uh, yeah, my, mine too. Yeah, musically and lyrically. Like, I personally think the chorus that Sozos wrote on that is fantastic. So, um, yeah. Nice. Uh, I was often uh, writing lyrics as I was re recording. Like, uh I had um, ideas of like how, where the vocals went um, melodically and I had no idea what the lyrics were, but like I tried to come up with something at that point that fit within the theme of the song. And I often did that, just wrote the song as it went along. Um, I, I don't think this is like orthodox or anything, but I, it, it worked at least for human condition. Um, I think it it worked pretty well with the pre-existing music, because mm. that's the thing. Uh, everything was uh, recorded by the band already. Uh, like the, all they needed was vocals on top of um, 
the, right. the songs uh, mm-hmm. with a few exceptions. Uh, yeah, so I had to just listen to them and uh, think of uh, melodies and write the lyrics and record. And that mm-hmm. happened really quickly, song after song. Hmm. I think uh, Sozos and I, we've already basically laid down an outline for the third album. And um, we were going to start working on it a while ago, but there's just a lot going on, especially with the tour that we just announced that we thought it'd be best to just wait so we can like focus 100%. But I Mm. think showing what him and I did together with the conditions we had, I think if him and I actually get to sit down and put 100% focus, I think it's going to be even better the third time around. I guess the second time for us. So yeah, you guys moved ridiculously fast. Oh my gosh. You're already thinking about what's coming up ahead. Oh, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm five albums in my head. I'm five albums in. So yeah, Jason's on fire. I'm just, like I said, I want to keep that momentum going, you know? Yeah. Like taking into account that, uh, you are not active only in this band. You're doing a lot of stuff, dude. Right. Um, so it was great. Uh, I remember that the audition uh, for the band for vocalist uh, involved like here's the track and you have to make your own melody and your own lyrics if you want. That's kind of a hard audition. Oh my gosh. So you're testing not only the vocalist abilities, but their like lyric writing. <laughs> well, here's why I did that because I, I feel like sure I can come up with, you know, good themes for the songs and I know where I want them to go but I can't write vocal melodies to save my life. So um, I'm not, got it. you know, I'm not knocking the fact that we probably wouldn't be where we were if it wasn't for the vocal melodies that Heather produced on the first album. Um, Like, yes, it was sort of the same thing where it's like, Hey, I wrote this song. It's about this. This is kind of the, the feeling I want. And we go through it together. But initially the vocal melodies are hers. Right. Um, And so for me, it was the thing of, all right, not only do I need a good singer, I need a good songwriter because, you know, I can I can fully admit that I can't take on both as strongly on my own. Hmm. And um, so for me, that was kind of my way of like, sure, we could get someone who can sing Life Finds a Way perfect. But then, you know, what can they write, you know, Um So that was sort of my way of seeing like, all right, what can you do on your own? Um, For me, that's what that's what sold Sozo's for me is uh, his take of Remnants was just killer. Hmm. So, I mean, you know, his life finds a way was awesome, too. But, um, (laughs) you know, hearing hearing the lyrics, because like he did things that I wanted in that song originally that never made it. And the fact that I didn't have to tell him he just did it. I was like, this guy gets it. Yeah. Oh man, you all have synchronized brainwaves. <laughs> exactly. So, yes. Um, it was funny because uh, when I got the audition, I was like brushing my teeth and I was just watching it real quick. And I just like, <laughs> like, who is this guy? <laughs> yeah, I was just like, okay, cool. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a second, this guy's actually badass. So I think I wrote him like immediately. Yeah. <laughs> With the toothbrush still in yeah, your face. Exactly. <laughs> yep. That is so cool. Yeah, it's good that you it's good that you kind of like know that about your songwriting that you need somebody to be able to do vocal melodies. Yeah, cuz again like 
I know what I want in my head, but yeah, I can't. When it comes to the vocal melodies, it's like, all right, dude, I know this part. I need it to be like this and I, <laughs> and whatever, but I can't just get, I can't do it, you know? So yeah, yeah, some yeah. guys can, some guys can do both, but unfortunately sure. I, I cannot. Not as, not as well as like Sozo's, not where I'd want to be. Like maybe I could do something that sounds okay, but if I actually wrote the lyrics for the new album, I guarantee you they would not sound nearly as good as they turned out to sound. Oh, I'm I'm so excited to hear the new album. Good job, Sozas. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Well, I, I guess it's uh, I guess whatever um, each of us focuses on, that's where his uh, strong point in songwriting is. I guess uh, because I I don't focus on on riffs. I can't I can play the guitar. I can play riffs, but I can't write like great riffs like uh, yeah. in, in the Helium Prime. Uh, last album or this album I mean I can't write that but um, because I I'm almost on the lookout of vocal melodies and hooks and like the vocal work of power metal bands um, I mean I can get ideas from that and make something of my own but yeah I can't write riffs for shit <laughs> See, so we balance each other out. Yes, yeah. you guys That's you guys great. are a team. Yeah. Yay. Teamwork. This, this podcast just turned into Sozos and I boosting each other's egos. Yay. Oh, no, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, dude, you're that's awesome. Okay. <laughs> oh. It's like it's like a big group hug. I think I think we all need that. Yeah. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah, as as humans, we're social creatures. We like group hugs. Absolutely. 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 Yeah. So I wanna know about your um patreon and that kind of business so why did you all decide to open up a patreon slash podcasting like where are you planning to go with that whole aspect well so with the patreon uh it's still very new and we're kind of figuring it out like we had talked about it for a while and we know that when you do something like that like you got to kind of make it worth the while and um yeah so we're, we're filling it out and the goal is to you know, see what works, see what doesn't work, uh, see how we can make it better. The thing with the podcast is something I was going to do either way, but I figured it could just integrate into that because I actually recently got into podcast, maybe at the beginning cool. of this year. <laughs> um, I was driving home from Utah, actually, and I was talking to my buddy, John Yellen, you know, adjudicator. Yeah. Um, and I was like, man, I need something to listen to on the way home because on, on, it's like a nine hour drive. And honestly, on on drives like that, I don't really like to listen to music because, I, you know, I may uh, bury my name here, but there's only so many guitar solos I can listen to before I'm just like, okay, I, I need a break, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes I'll do like audiobooks, but he's like, oh, dude, listen to uh, listen to some podcasts. So I listened to the Joe Rogan and James Hetfield podcast, and I just thought it was awesome because it felt like more than just an interview, like. I learned so much about James Hetfield other than like, you know, so let's talk about Metallica. Like that dude has a beef. Yeah, on, yeah, yeah. You know? Totally. Uh and for an hour they talked about bees, and I never thought I'd be so interested in bees, you know? <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> yeah. He's a bee farmer. That's that's so wild. <laughs> dude. Yeah. So it just turned me on to podcasts and I was like, man, that'd be fun to just get people on that, you know, I'm either influenced by or I admire or just people just whoever. And just chat for an hour, you know? Yeah, I think 
I agree with you on the long drives or tedious tasks and podcasting. I think it's nice having someone talk at you. It's like a one-way conversation. It kind of keeps right. you awake more than music does. I agree. <laughs> at least for me, it does. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then the main thing with the Patreon for me, though, is, you know, it's great we're on AFM, but people don't realize that being on a major label does not suddenly mean you get a lot of money. If anything, okay. we make less money now than we did. Oh, because <laughs> uh, ro- royalties? Well, that and just like, you know, we're now, you know, album sales goes to the label instead of directly yeah. to us. Yeah. Okay. And it's Got fine. It. I mean, you know, it's it's the business and AFM does a lot for us that we could not do for ourselves. Mm-hmm. But, you know, one thing I keep in mind is, you know, I'm about to put all the blame on Sozos here, but. We now have a singer in Cyprus. So <laughs> anytime we do something, our, you know, our expenses have gone up quite a bit. So my personal goal with this is that we can make some kind of, you know, self-sustaining economy within Helium Prime. Yeah. That when we get tour offers, we have money stashed away where it's like, hey, we're going to do this tour what do you guys need to make this happen? You know, how much money? Cause you know, taking time off work for tours, it's not easy. You, you know, oh, we, yeah, we definitely. still, we still have bills that need to be paid at the end of the day. So I'm hoping with this, it's a matter of, all right. So for this tour, you know, we'll, we'll make this much, but we still need this and we need, uh, you know, flights that we got to pay for, or, you know, Someone needs to take home something. So for me, the goal with Patreon is to be able to sustain ourselves so we can actually tour because touring is not easy and it's not cheap. Oh, yeah, Yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard of other bands like do the whole Patreon model in order to, you know, be able to tour more as well. And I think it's a it's a new idea that's come up within the past few years. Right. But I think I think it it's still new. So. Yeah. yeah give it a try mm-hmm. i like it and I, you know some bands are doing really well with it but again it's just a matter you know you know some things some of the bands offer are really cool perks but it's mm-hmm. like things that you all need to be there for so unfortunately we're kind of limited again in what we can do yeah um you can send out stickers <laughs> <laughs> ten dollars a month for a sticker no stickers <laughs> everyone likes stickers I even if you stickers. don't know it yeah but so for me, that's that's the ultimate goal, because, um, you know, like we're doing this five week Archer tour and that was very hard for some people. And I'm actually, um, you know, paying a lot out of pocket oh, okay. to make it happen. Mm-hmm. But that's something we can't always do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'd like to be in a financial state where it's like, all right, how much do you need? To make this happen, you know, and hopefully with stuff like Patreon, we just have that stored away. Yeah. So, so we're not killing ourselves trying to play music, you know? Of course. Yeah. We just want to have a good time. We just want to play music. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Let's hope that it does work out. Sooner yeah. Later. And then we can come to South America. Yeah. <laughs> you have to be, to do all the big cities. You'll go to Brazil then Buenos Aires, then Santiago, etc. So I can go. Do you know uh do you know Valinor Excelsior? Uh I'm not from Colombia. Oh, no. Okay. But I just toured with those guys with Dire Apparel. They were really cool. Really nice uh, guys. Wow. 
I'll yeah. take a note and look for them. I want to know, Jason, you're a big sci-fi fan. Yes, yes. I assume you have at least one world worth of movies or something like that. Like, how big is your collection? Well, my physical collection is not very big because I'm poor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I do have, a, like, a, you know, a handful of, like, personal favorites that it's like, I have to own this. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So my all-time, well, so I have what I consider two all-time favorite movies because it's just almost impossible for me to choose between both of them, which is, you know, 2001 A Space Odyssey hmm. and then actually Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. So I know that's a newer one, yeah. but to me, it's one of the greatest movies I've ever seen. Oh. And then, you know, I own almost every Godzilla film, so. <laughs> Great. I want to know about the dinosaur that's on all your, that's not, I guess, all meeting two album covers. Okay. <laughs> tell, tell, um, me, tell me about the dinosaur. So the dinosaur is an interesting story because it was pure accident and now it's become our mascot because every band's got to have a mascot, right? You know? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah of course. Um, so when we were doing the first album, the, the, so the dinosaur's name is Sabot and I'll get into that in a second. Sabot. When we were doing the album cover, there was originally going to be no dinosaur. Um, I wanted, you know, the classic sort of sci-fi vibe. It's something I've always wanted to do. And it's something I always wanted to do with my older band. And it just never happened. So when I started Helium Prime, I was like, damn it, I'm going to do the classic sci-fi art. So, so like it's something I've always wanted to do. And when I was working with the artist, we were sending ideas back and forth. And at the last minute, I was like, you know what? If you can throw in a dinosaur, go for it. And I was thinking like in the background or something. That is so funny. <laughs> and so middle center. He, yeah, exactly. So he sends it back and it's just right there. And I was like, oh, well, that's awesome. Well, that's happening. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, my God. Your first your debut album cover is so awesome. I think our little subreddit might have voted it for one of our favorites. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm so glad we did it because, you'd be, you know, so many people. We're like, yep. It's so memorable. Oh yeah. They're like, dude, I saw the album cover and I had to check you guys out. So Yeah. I'm glad I'm glad my last minute instinct, you know, paid off. Uh, <laughs> Definitely. So, so then of course I was like, well, you know, I was like, I guess uh I'm just gonna keep using this guy. And so he just kind of became the mascot. And then where the name came from is a friend of mine randomly hit me up one day, and I still don't know why but she was like what is your dog's name spelt backwards and i was like okay weird question but sorry was he high (laughs) i have no idea so i typed it out and it was what is your dog my dog's name is tobias oh oh my god wow yeah Um, i didn't realize toby was shorthand yeah toby's shorthand and he's actually named after Tobias Samet from Ed Guy. Oh my so. gosh. Does does <laughs> Tobias Samet know this? I don't I'm hoping someday he'll find out. Um he okay. might be listening. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right. All right. We will make sure that he uh he knows this. <laughs> you guys have yeah. You guys have if any connections has, with Toby. If anyone uh, listening has connections with Tobias Samet, you you need to let him know this. Yeah. Um you know he Ed guy used to be on AFM and I keep trying to tell them like, Hey, uh, 
How about you hook him up for some guest vocals there, buddy? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but from what I've heard, he's actually really hard to get a hold of, even for AFM. Like, they've been trying to email him for something, and they're like, he like wow. never responds. So, I don't know. Could Who knows? But anyways, so I was like, oh, Sabot. That, uh, that's got bot in it. There you go. That's the mascot's name. So That's awesome. <laughs> so, has anyone like completed the first album and listened to like the hidden track yeah at, at the very end there's like the dog barking yeah so that's toby is that, is that it yeah we, we recorded it as a, like a little hidden message and that's him transforming into and the then, dinosaur and then the dinosaur growls yeah i was all i was very confused every time the album ended <laughs> so that's what that <laughs> there's is the dog barking and then it's like Roar. yeah so that is eluding to Sabot. <laughs> right Makes sense. And where the name comes from. So is Sabot going to appear on all five of your planned albums? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, my goodness. For the time being, um, he's our Eddie. So as far as I'm concerned, any art piece we do, he'll be there. All right. Yeah. And we got two songs in the new album that's like Cybot's story. Yeah. Oh, so, that's so cool. So what we did, which I think is kind of cool. So the closing track is sort of like the story we created for Sabot and, um, you know, give a little more insight behind him. But then what's also cool that we did, um, is the first track, a King is born is like a prequel to the closing epic of how Sabot was created. Right. Uh, So, because what happened is Alex, our drummer actually came up with that idea, but to, to try to fit it into the closing song. I was like, well, now we're creating a whole new story and we're taken away from the story that this song's supposed to be. But what people are going to know when they hear this album, that the intro song of King is born is actually remnants of stars. Just redone. We've changed. Oh. We've, we've completely changed the lyrics and we've changed some of the, uh, the music a little bit. Um, and so the, the reason I did that is, the Remnants of Stars was originally supposed to be on the album, but mm-hmm. I really wanted it to be its own thing. So we just completely changed it. And so when we needed a new lyrical theme, I was like, well, let's use Alex's idea and we'll make this like a prequel. So again, kind of closing the album or circling the album together. You know? Yeah. Well, that, that, that's nice. That's nice. And being able yeah. to rework a song like that. That's cool, man. It's really cool. Yeah. So... I guess there's now technically three versions of Remnants out there because we have the single version, the Sozos version, and now a king is born. So That's badass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's cool to hear multiple versions of songs. I'm really looking forward to it. I like it too. Like um, when Blind Guardian did Fly and Dead Sound of Misery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, was, that was cool. I didn't know they were they were the same song. And I was like, these sound really similar. Oh, yeah, wait, Dead uh, Sound of Misery is an old version. I get it. <laughs> well, and, and, and Dead Sound's in a different key too. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I actually, I think I like Dead Sound of Misery more. Um, There's parts. Yeah. It's a little darker tone. And I don't know. I, I think yeah. I enjoy it more. Yeah. Yeah. Hansi sounds smoother in that one. Agreed. Yeah. So kind of something like that, I guess, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And then we, uh, we did some other stuff that I think I actually can't say even other at, stuff. even when Ooh. this comes out. Um, Mysterious. I know, but it will eventually see the light of day. 
but for now i can't say but just know there's more out there that we did okay that didn't make it on the album so Mm -hmm. nice yeah there was gonna be a vinyl print too but the label said the album's too long so sorry (laughs) (laughs) yeah the limitations of an old format yeah yeah i don't think we're uh again we're not at the level yet of you know doing double double vinyls yeah we gotta we gotta earn that you have to go just a bit longer just to make it work yeah (laughs) exactly so (laughs) great yeah but I'm I'm excited for the album. Like I said, it's it's different for sure. But to you know, I think it's obviously still got the Helium Prime sound. You know. Oh yeah, it definitely does. And yeah, I can't wait to hear all the stylistic changes between the tracks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So what are um. Any upcoming plans that you guys have with the band? Like, I, I know y'all have a tour in North America coming up. Yeah. So the, you know, the, the set in stone plans are that tour. Um, and then once that's done, I want Sozos and I to start writing the next album with no distractions. So we might you hear not- that Sozos. You're yeah. going to be put to work. Uh, oh, I know. <laughs> oh, he knows. Actually, he's already been sending me uh, some cool like guitar ideas. Um, you know, I just unfortunately, like my original plan was to, I wanted to write the album before this one was out, and I wanted to be like ahead of the game. And I tried to do it, but it was like trying to focus on that and then focus on the tour. And then you know, my other band's doing something. I was like, you know what, dude? If if I did this, the album would like be subpar at best because I'm not giving it 100% focus. Yeah. So that makes I, sense. I decided like, okay. Um, because we could probably work just as fast if we're not focusing on anything else. So mm-hmm. of course, um, yeah. so I figured do the tour, get that over with, uh, kind of unwind from that and then just dive. You know, like I said, we already have an outline. We already know where we're going. I think we have a pretty cool. So this one will be a themed album, and I think we have okay. a really cool theme. But that I cannot tell you. So okay, yeah. Um, but I think it's going to be good, and I, and I think if because again this this album, even though I'm very proud of it, um, you know there was that period during writing it where there was a lot of stress going on, you know, with singer situations and then personal things. Um, but I think for the situation and circumstances, I think we put out a really good album, but I think Sozos and I can do way better given the proper like time and, you know, dedication. So I think our third album, you know, is going to be a huge step up. At least that's the plan. Who knows? You know, it's always, (laughs) it never worked out as you think, but that's the plan. So, all right. I (laughs) hope so. (laughs) Okay, yeah, so the plans for Prime, do this tour, do that album. Um, for me personally, uh, I'd love to find us some decent management or a booking agent. That's one of the the things we still don't have. Hmm. So and you do all the bookings yourself? Yeah. I mean, with this with this Unleash the Archers tour, I just happen to be really good friends with Brittany. Yeah. So she, so she got us on the tour, but it's sort of like... Oh, that's so cool. You know, it's great having the label, but... To take that to get to that next level of getting on the festivals and 
getting actual tours, whether it's our own or with other bands, like we need that sort of, you know, next level of help that we currently don't have. But unfortunately it's like, I don't even know where to begin looking. (laughs) So what I was actually going to do is kind of compile a list of people maybe and see if the label can kind of help us reach out to some people, you know? Oh yeah. Networking is really important. (laughs) Exactly. So because that's, I feel, kind of the, the the next thing we need again. Um, but with that said, I would love to, if by chance, maybe get Prime on some summer festivals somehow. But I feel like for like next year. But yeah, like that's something we'd have to start now. Yeah, yeah. This is they have to plan like a year in advance for those. Yeah, because yeah, they're already. I mean, they already released the. They've already booked a bunch of people for like Vakin. I just saw a 2019 announcements. Yeah, and Brock Power is already yeah. set up the, all the lineup for next year as well. For oh, 2019. Yeah, they, yeah, that's already been set up. Prog Power is already, they. I mean, because they announced the next year's lineup. Yeah, they announced but, yeah. at the show. Yeah. Exactly. So, for stuff like, so it's like, again, that's my thing is we need the, we need that guy on the inside because I never know who do I talk to? What do I, mm. you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. that's the next, so that's what I'll be working on here. Actually, I might even start today now that we're talking about it. <laughs> yeah. Damn. It's never late. Hey, to man. Never, never. But, uh, always hustling. You got to, you got to, but yeah. see, that's the thing is, uh, you know, cause again, if we want to, again, keep that momentum going, that's what we got to do. So, um, but for now, uh, I think the m- biggest focus for us will be the next album because, you know, I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm excited about this one. I think that's the thing. That's the curse of being a musician, though, is, you know, we're already we're already playing on the third album and the second one's not even out yet. So, yeah, but it will be by the time this podcast is released. Oh, that's right. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. if you're listening now, you can probably go and listen to the album. Yeah. That, like you, you should you should finish listening the episode don't stop it but then go and listen to the album <laughs> yeah good plan so um yeah but yeah for the album we have one more single but again if you're listening to this podcast you've probably already heard it so and i hope you liked it and i yeah. hope i like it <laughs> yeah hello past hello future me or who am i talking to <laughs> yeah, the future, future or the past you. well oh yeah <laughs> but uh the uh, the next one won't be a music video, but uh, we're doing a lyric video for it that I think is going to be really cool. So cool, nice. It'll be exciting. It'll be the fastest one so far of the three singles. What? Like, I can it's say even that. faster. Yeah, nice. well, faster than Spectrum. So, what, what, sure. yeah. Oh wow! <laughs> I mean, so fast. Many things are faster than Spectrum. So. <laughs> yeah, like. T- Turtles. <laughs> it's Damn. not that slow. <laughs> no, it isn't. There's there's still like pretty awesome guitarists in it. Yeah. I really like the drums in Spectrum, by nice. the way. Cool, cool. I'll let Alex know. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's quite mm-hmm. proud of that song actually drum wise. Oh my gosh. So. Yeah, um, no, I was like, this is really cool. I didn't expect you guys to make a song like that. Yeah, unfortunately, I think the biggest disappointment for me on that one is the message definitely seems lost to the public. Um, it seems not. Oh, that that's uh, it's about autism spectrum. Yeah, like I've seen some comments like, "Since when does Helium Prime <laughs> write write emo rock ballads?" And I'm like, "Okay, you clearly, oh my goodness, you clearly missed the message here, buddy." But uh, okay, you know, I think I think it's because 
we were all thinking of like the giant space dinosaur and like a sci-fi theme, and then we're like, huh, right. light spectrum. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. it could be that. Yeah, um, but it was funny. Like, like Chad pointed out a comment where someone, you know, again, they're like, you know, someone was like defending it, and some guys like, yeah, well, since when do they? write ballads the first album didn't have a ballad and we're like yeah, actually actually yes it did yeah it did yeah. and ballads are awesome right? like we 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 had a conversation about ballads mm-hmm. just casually like a lot of the popular rock and metal bands their most popular stuff is ballads like metallica well, and, and and here's the Guns thing too Roses. like here's the thing with spectrum i mean there's no guitar solo it's definitely a little more radio friendly. Like, I'm not going to lie. That wasn't an accident. Like okay. it, it was definitely, uh, you know, there was some thought behind, all right, let's make this song a little more friendly to the ears. And, you know, some people may take issue with that, but again, you, you got to kind of work it sometimes. And, you know, tr- when you're trying to branch out to, to a wa- wider audience, it's a little more easy for people to kind of, fall into a song like that than a full-on power metal piece you know yeah and it yeah, works so. because like sure. as as of now at the time of recording spectrum has surpassed the previous single by like ten thousand views and it's are only you been serious a week yeah it's yeah. only been out a week no way that's um, freaking incredible so there was definitely a strategy behind it where you know so it's kind of like it's funny because the insults people are saying is kind of like i mean you're not wrong like <laughs> I definitely had a conscious decision. Like the song even originally had a guitar solo section and I took it out purposely. I was like, nah, yeah. we're, we're going to make this a more straightforward kind of just, you know, easy listening, you know? Yeah. You know. But it still had like a heaviness to it that I actually enjoyed. I think it, yeah. I think it was the drums. Shout out to shout outs to your drummer. Good job, Alex. <laughs> Good job. Alex. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. But hugs, hugs all around. It's okay. I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah, I keep forgetting we can say these things because this will be out after the podcast. So the next single, Earth, is a full-on just power metal ass kicker. So I'm pretty sure the the people oh, yeah. will, will come back around. Um nice. well, appease I, the power metal fans. Yeah, it's I would the call it this song. I would call it this album's Apollo. So All right. Yeah. Cool. Um Think- so hopefully that'll, you know, please them. I don't know. It don't matter. <laughs> future me will probably like it apollo yeah. was my favorite track from the debut <laughs> yeah and here's the thing too it's funny is uh reading some reviews and things and this is just me as a musician just in general um has nothing to really do with us but this guy gave us a really really good review and it was awesome you know he gave us an eight out of ten which i'm totally cool with that nice and he kept praising it but then like he just had to throw in like but it's a small step back from the first album and here's what I found interesting with that. And this is with anybody like there's this constant need to compare bands, new albums to other albums. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's kind of like, all right, but is it a good album? Is it a yeah. strong, solid album? Like, does it matter how it stacks up to this album or that? And I just say that with, with anything. Like I remember when Eister's glorious burden came out and it got a lot of hate. And everyone's saying like, oh, he Schaefer can't riff like he used to. First off, that wow. album has some crazy riffs in it. Um, so you're wrong. But secondly, like, who cares 
like if it doesn't stack up to Storm Rider, like that was in 1992. So it's sort of like this this thing where you know comparing it to the like first off you compare it to the first album there's already a major difference the fact that we now have a male singer so you're just gonna have a bad day all around yeah. if you keep trying to compare it to um what we did and it's it, you know devin townsend said it best in one of his interviews like you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't because if you change people hate you no that's so that is so <laughs> true, true. Yeah. bands who change styles people are like oh my god it's not like the they're what they used to make so but then but then if you and only if they don't it's like oh this band can only produce one thing Blah. right there's just you can never win so really yeah. really you just can't let it get to you uh all the time like i don't yeah, know for sure sometimes in like the prime group chat we'll share comments that we think are funny and mm-hmm. you know but at the end of the day I'm, I'm like whatever dude as long as we're happy with it and the, yeah the totally fans are happy with it like that's yeah, what, people that's are very, uh, people are to just become experts on the internet, you know? <laughs> well, it's funny. I was, I was talking to uh, my friend Mary Zimmer and she's yeah. saying like, oh yeah, dude, it's funny. She's like, I'll be going through my comments and you'll get a comment that's like, this is the greatest thing I've ever heard. And then the comment directly below it is, this is a piece of shit, you know? So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's just, it's just whatever. <laughs> that's how it works, yeah. unfortunately. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So. It's as if music is subjective. Yep. No yeah. Way. <laughs> Although uh, concerning the new album, um, I think we strike a good balance between keeping the sound of the previous album while adding like more progressive elements. Uh, some songs are way heavier than what we what Hill and Prime uh, did on the first album, um, but. Yeah, the the vocals are a totally new thing. Like it's a new approach, um, because I mean, there is the smooth uh, melodies of Heather that she did, like uh, harmony and all that stuff. There's still harmony in this one, but it's it's. I mean, I I can't go that high without adding that grit you know in in the vocals so yeah. it's it sounds yeah. similar in uh, in the melodic content but it's way different in texture if it's a you different know what delivery I mean. yeah. yeah 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 exactly and cool. um so and I, I agree with everything you said because i think if you listen to songs like earth the new single i think that would have fit right at home on the first album um, yeah. Oh, that's mm-hmm. that's awesome. But obviously, the first single, "Silent Skies," I think is a little heavier. I don't know, because you know the first album had "You Keep What You Kill," which is a pretty damn heavy song. So, mm-hmm. oh yeah. Um, but then like the one we've mentioned a few times here, "The Human Condition," that is definitely a step in a new direction. Um, like that out that one's, you know, very a little more progressive. But then, but see, now that I'm saying that, then that just makes me think of live and die on this day on the first album, which I felt would fit right at home on this album. So really who fucking knows? Like, you know, <laughs> people will make up yeah. their own mind. I think exactly. it's different enough. Yeah, it's different enough. But, um, so, like, you know, like it, it's still helium prime and, uh, you know, touching on the vocal thing, like one thing I bring up a lot and I'm just going to keep bringing it up so people can just let it go already. Uh, yeah. With bringing Sozos on board, because people it's people ask me when we did the open auditions, like, do you think you would, 
you know, take a male singer for Helium Prime. Mm-hmm. And honestly, at first I said no, because we've established ourselves. You know, this is who we are. And I, the kind of backlash we got, I knew would happen. But the thing is, is yeah. when, when Sozo's auditioned, it was sort of like, here I go stroking his ego again. But it was like, if, if my only reason for not choosing him is that he's not a female, then I'm not being true to the music, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because at the end of the day, I was like, dude, this guy's perfect. Uh, so for me to be like, sorry, bro, but you're a dude. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, bro, but you're oh, a bro. Yeah. No, but <laughs> hugs for Sozos. But anyway, I feel like I always thought your music would have gone well with either male or female vocals. Yeah, know? and I think at the end of the, that shouldn't matter because you know the yeah. f- the fans quote we lost. It's like, all right, so you were Heather fans, not Helium Prime fans, you know? Mm, yeah. Like right. the, they didn't care about the song. Yeah. The sex fronting the band shouldn't matter. And I understand, kind of like Sozo said, there is that different in, what'd you say, texture, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, yeah, it's the texture. And so I, I, I get it. Like, I'm not saying like, oh, if you don't like it, like, it's fair. Uh, if Iced Earth got a female singer, I might be a little off put, but I would still probably be into it. <laughs> You know, um, I would actually be really curious to hear that. <laughs> right. But, the, you know, so I get both sides of it. But at the same time, it's like, dude, let it go, bro. <laughs> yeah, I think I think vocalist changes are really jarring to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. People do not deal well with vocalist changes. They don't like it, we were laughing mm-hmm. about it when we, uh, you know, we announced Heather left, you know, it was an uproar. And when we announced our first drummer, Justin, left, no one gave a shit. <laughs> I mean, it's, the drummer is really important, but, you know, I don't know. <laughs> you, don't, you don't see his face all the time. That's uh... Yeah, it's not it's not the face of the band. Yeah, and I get that. Um, but, you know, you got to work with the situation you're given. And it's like... Yeah, for sure. Again, things, things worked out the way they did. I'm happy with what we're doing. And I think... Uh, as long as we can keep doing what we're doing, people, you know, I, I always look to the future, right? So mm-hmm. people are bitching now, but 10 years from now, it'll just be that one album. It won't matter, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, like, yeah, right now it's a big deal to people because we, we only have two albums out. Um, yeah, yeah. But, you know, 10 years Once from now. Once all five of your albums come out and the five <laughs> after that. Yeah. Then... You know, then hopefully if Sozo's on is on those four and if people still want a bitch, it's like, dude, at this point, you, you have no argument. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, that was that was like 2016. Get right. Over it. <laughs> exactly. So I, I've gotten very good at being patient, you know, that's what you got. Yeah, <laughs> so. of course. OK, well, she got for me. I have one thing. I want to talk about. So if you feel like talking about this, um, at the end of the day, we're interviewing Helium Prime today, but you two are like your own people as well. And you do <gasps> other things. No way. Like, uh, I know, Jason, you have a couple of projects going around and so has, probably has done some other stuff. So what other um, creative outlets do you guys have besides Helium Prime? Well, Sozos is only contracted to be in helium prime so but i'm just kidding wow you are contracted <laughs> no I'm, I'm kidding Damn. uh 
I don't know. I'll let Sozos go first on this one. I know. Um, yeah, because I, I don't know. What Sozos, what do you got? Um, so music wise, I, I do my own covers. I have a YouTube channel um, and I started it like 15 years ago. I don't even know if YouTube existed. No, it's like uh, 10 years ago. <laughs> I uh, wow. I get a YouTube channel before YouTube existed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's I was impressive. Way ahead Dude, of the that's curve. That's hipster as shit. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, no. I think about uh, 10 years ago. And um, I, I, I started with uh, guitar covers because I started playing guitar. That was my first uh, um, foray into music. Uh, and... After a few of those, I started getting into uh, vocals. Uh, my first uh, big inspiration to start doing that was uh, Blind Guardian and Demons and Wizards. So mm. pretty much Hansi. Yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah. And I started doing covers. Uh, they sucked like everyone. Like, I mean, I sucked like everyone sucks when they start singing power metal without proper training. Um, but I... I I got I got better I guess and um, <laughs> I uh, guess maybe yeah I I like to think that <laughs> and, you are and yeah right. was, uh, <laughs> yeah thanks Jason thanks <laughs> um, but yeah uh, I've been doing my own covers uh, I try to do uh, whenever possible like um, from the ground up like writing the drums and the guitars and everything for the covers I do um, and. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Like uh, I I've got my YouTube channel. I have a band here in Cyprus where like we we do um classic rock covers mm. and some uh like System of a Down style covers. Oh, I mean, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh we do that like we do live uh shows. We don't we don't record stuff with that band, but it's what I do here when I want to get that out of the system. Um when I want to like sing, I want something like that here, um, because I get that itch to play, you know, and uh, I always gotta wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Th- so that's for me, Jason. Uh, so yeah, besides Helium Prime, I do Dire Peril with uh, John Yellen from Judicator, and so Dire Peril was actually first, but Helium Prime. So Dire Peril was like the band. I started when I didn't know what I was doing. So that was the band I made all the mistakes with. So when I started Helium Prime, I was able to do things the right way. And it shows, mm-hmm. right? Like which one kind of went somewhere That's quicker. Cool. Um, yeah. But John and I have been working on an album together for three years. And actually one of the things that held it up was Helium Prime sort of taking it off or taking off. But now we're about to release that album finally, um, which I'm excited about mainly because just you know, three years of hard work, finally seeing it pay off. So yeah, besides Helium Prime, I do Dire Peril, but that's kind of all I do. And that's all I want to do. Mm. I've expressed interest in, you know, joining some local bands around here just to play live just for fun. But I've really no interest in like joining another full-time band because yeah, I'm completely dedicated to Prime and Peril. And so um, that's pretty much where I'm at as far as, uh, full, full on bands, like, um, and Dire Peril, uh, like Helium Prime kind of takes the forefront, obviously with what we have going on. 
And but I'll, I'll always continue to do Dire Apparel. Um, but outside of these two bands, uh, I'm pretty much like this is where my dedication lies. So, but I'm very heavily dedicated. So you know, that's good. It's good to stay focused. Exactly on what you care about. Yeah. yeah. So that would be it for me. Just these two. Mm. Nice. And then I know, like, uh, you know, talking about with the other members. Alex has his Project Lunar, which is like a progressive band, sort of like Stephen Wilson and um, oh, Opeth. Nice. If you haven't heard them and you enjoy prog metal, definitely mm. check them out. Yeah. All right. So, I'm a fan of Stephen Wilson and Opeth. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Then, uh, I'll yeah. check it out. Lunar. Yeah, check them out. Lunar. Yeah. And the then uh, album is pretty good. Do. Yeah. Chad's got a band, Hissingen, which is sort of... Uh, I don't know. He may disagree, but they make me think of like the sword. Um, okay. So I don't know what they'd call themselves. I honestly don't listen to them. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> but and then Jeremy just does Prime. Um, so yeah. But Prime's kind of the main focus for all of us, obviously. Like we're all trying to take it as far as we possibly can. Like I'm in it to win it, you know? Like this is pretty yeah. much this is my lifeblood here. So I'll do whatever. Uh-huh. To uh, well, I won't do whatever I have. To whatever do, it takes. Whatever it takes, <laughs> man. <laughs> but yeah, so that's pretty much it. Cool. Nice. Nice to have different projects. Yeah, and Dire Apparel is fun. Um, you know, and the way I describe it when people ask me what the difference is, I kind of look at it this way. Uh, Helium Prime is more like a Star Trek or something, where it's like. You know, yeah, space is fun. Let's go on like a space adventure, you know. And then Dire Apparel is more like Alien, where, oh shit, dude, space is fucking terrifying and we're going <laughs> to get killed. So that is a great contrast. Like two sides of the same coin. Exactly. You yeah. know, so because obviously both are sort of sci fi themed. And uh, actually, so with the Dire Apparel album coming out, it's. Uh, based on all my favorite science fiction films. And I was inspired by like horror show from iced earth. Um, I always thought that was a cool concept. And, and then it was funny cause uh, you know, when I started the album, I actually wasn't into Arion yet, you know, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ari and Anthony Luke's saying, so then I got into him and I found out with star one, he had already done this. And I was like, ah, oh, shit. I was like, well, I already wrote the album. So, <laughs> <laughs> so well, but oh well. we actually got him on the album by the way uh that's badass it is it's Wait. like a dream come true um so on he's on a song based on 2001 a space odyssey and then uh it's funny because star one has a song based on 2001 a space odyssey so i guess it was just <laughs> fitting <laughs> so that's the thing is like one thing i've learned about being in a band as well is uh Never don't beat yourself up trying to come up with a genuinely unique concept because when you think you have one, someone's done it. Someone's yep. already done it. Yep. Or it is terrible. One of the two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One of the two. If but, no one's done it, then it's probably terrible. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that applies to so much <laughs> in life. I've had <laughs> yeah, I've had so many times where I'm like, oh dude, this is gonna be awesome. Like, fuck yeah. And then Literally, it's like almost as if the cosmos are trying to tell you because like 
you never hear of it before and you think you have something great. And then as soon as you come up with the idea, you see something somewhere of your idea yeah. and you're just like, well, damn it. So I just, you, you know, well, I'm not original. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I stopped. Uh, I shouldn't say I stopped trying so hard, but it, it used to be if that would happen, I would just scrap the idea completely. But I'm like, mm. you know what? Whatever. Like, like as soon, you know, and even like if I come up with a riff that I like and I think like it maybe- sounds the same as or similar to someone else's riff. Yeah. And even then I stopped caring. Like if it's a good riff, I'm still going to use it because the thing is, is when I've done that and then you release a song and then next thing you know, someone's like, you sound like this band, a band I've never heard of. Right. So it's like, no matter what, dude, you're going to, it's bound to happen. There's only, there's only so many heavy gallop riffs you can do that aren't going to sound so many ways you can arrange notes. (laughs) It's like, if you're playing in a power metal band, and you write yeah. a power metal riff, it's going to sound like a power metal band that wrote a power metal riff. It's just, yeah, you know, you got, you just can't beat yourself up over stuff like that because you're just going to sure. have a bad day. <laughs> yeah. You're just never going to write anything in the end. Yeah. Exactly. So like, obviously you don't want to be a, a full on ripoff, like where it's just pain, yeah. painfully obvious, but I don't get upset if there's similarities. Like I've mm-hmm. like when I wrote, so speaking of which, now go do this. Uh, I wrote Apollo, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I was listening to Judas at the Opera by Ed Guy. That, oh. that first few seconds is the same damn chord progression. I'm giving out my secrets here. But uh Oh, okay. <laughs> but my, I gotta I gotta play them side by side. Yeah. But my point is, is I did not do that on purpose, but if it's no if it's no secret. Tobias obviously has a little bit of influence on me if I'm able to name my dog after him. You are you're channeling the spirit of Tobias through so, your dog. Yeah, so these obviously. things kind of kind of just happen, you know, and you just you just can't beat yourself up over it. <laughs> yeah, you know, you just never know when the spiritual worlds will suddenly be channeled through your uh, yeah. companion animals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, but then I've heard Ed guy songs that remind me of Halloween and it's no secret. He's inspired by Halloween. So yeah, it's just, you know, how many iced earth harmonies sound like iron maiden. It's no secret. Schaefer likes maiden. So of course we're just continuing the chain, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just as long as you're making your thing and you make a new song out of it. It's yeah, like, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm not saying on this podcast, like, go ahead and rip people off. It's fine. You know? No, it's inspiration. <laughs> exactly. It's different. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, just don't beat yourself up if you're like, oh, that sounds similar to this band. Well, of course it does, because you're probably inspired by them you, in some you're, way. Because you're fans of that other band. Yeah. It's yeah. fine. Yeah, that exactly. applies in, uh, like, vocals as well. Like, I'm pretty sure, yeah. like, some some of the vocals that I've, I've, we've recorded for this album, in in my opinion, they sound fucking awesome. Uh, there there has to be some band that thought of them first like i cannot be the first one that thought of them like yeah <laughs> no, there's I, only so much so much harmony that you can do that's not been done before and i'm pretty sure like that there's so many good vocalists that worked on so many songs yeah it's yeah. pretty hard to be original on that front as well exactly and so and actually so john uh john and i were talking about the same thing because, you know, one thing I, one word I really hate is the word generic. When someone's like, this band's generic. I'm like, why are they generic? And I, I get it that maybe some can be to an extent, 
but it's typically when someone doesn't like a song, it's generic. Well, why? You know? And, you know, so I got on the same kind of spiel with John and we kind of talked about what really does a band need? And it's not so much that we're looking for a band that is unique. Yeah. Because that's asking a lot from somebody. But I think a better word to be using is refreshing. Right. Mm -hmm. Like. It's fine if you're not unique, but you need to be a little refreshing, you know? Yeah, you need to bring something new. Exactly. But you can still have all these elements that other bands have done, but give it a little refreshingness to it, you know? Yeah, I think when people say generic, maybe they mean like nothing really stands out in this song. Like they couldn't really pick out a riff or vocal melody that they liked. And I agree Maybe with that. Maybe the instrumentation is not clear. So you yeah. mean the opposite of catchy? Sound good to them? I don't know. Yeah, yeah opposite of catchy, maybe. Right. No, I I don't use it that way. I use it when like this song could have been from any of a number of bands that I know. That's when I use like mm. the term generic. But okay. I know yeah, that, I know very use. few songs that fit that role, and it's usually it's generic amongst the songs. Of the band itself, it's very rarely generic as power metal. <laughs> like goes. in general, yeah, 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 generic as a blanket term. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, and I agree with that. And as I said earlier, I don't claim to be the greatest songwriter. If anything, I feel I'm far from it. From it, whenever uh, I think I have a cool song, and then someone like Arian puts out a new album, I'm just like, well, I better just go take some more lessons and come back later, you know? So um, I think if anyone claims to be the greatest songwriter, I will be skeptical of them. Oh, yeah. We can always like do better. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's my thing is I'm constantly striving to do better. Um, you know, and that's, that's sort of my thing is I want to always do, you know, do better and do the best that I can. But that, then that's the thing is I'm doing the best that I can, you know what I mean? So, um, you only can only do what you what you're able to do, you know. And so I'm just fortunate yeah. that enough people like what I'm able to do that we're able to get where we are. And so hopefully yeah, that and continues. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. You know, that's a great it's a great feeling. Um, because again, I listen to guys like Aryan and Devin Townsend. I'm like, eh, why bother? But then I remember like, oh well, you know, <laughs> some people like us, so that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We like you guys. Thanks. You know. One of the biggest compliments, though, I mean, Aryan liked the song enough to do it, right? So I'll take that. Yeah. Because that, yeah, he, yeah, he even no, told me badass. that. He's like, well, I need to hear the song first because if I don't like it, I'm not going to do it. I was like, oh, <laughs> I won't even tell you the pressure that I had there. Like, Fair <laughs> enough. It's was, like, oh, Aryan Lucasen is going to judge my song. Oh, my song. goodness. <laughs> Dude, I was like, if he says no, I'm going to be so crushed. You're going to just like cry <laughs> yeah, for yeah, like yeah. a week. <laughs> But he said yes, so we're okay. Okay, <laughs> nice. Okay, good. No. Yeah. Yes. That would be like one of the only opinions that would probably affect me. If he's like, you know what, man, I'm I'm gonna pass on this song. I'd be like, well. Oh my god. Mm. Well, there goes my songwriting yeah. career. To Time to get into punk. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So. But yeah, I kind of don't know where the the where we were going with that. Just, but um, yeah, I think we've resolved that. <laughs> It's good. We love we love tangents, yeah. and that was a really interesting tangent. Good. good, I'm glad. All right. Yeah, I think it's another beauty of the podcast format because you get to hear just people that you normally wouldn't talk to talk about random stuff. Yeah. Well, that's what I said. That's what that's what got me into it. 
Um, again, yeah. going back to the James Hetfield one, like it actually gave me a lot more respect for James Hetfield. Um, because I remember a friend of mine works at a coffee shop in the Bay Area, and you know, James is from there, and yeah. he went in there once and like he, you know, he's James Hetfield, so he's getting like hounded, and everyone was wanting photos, and he kept like saying no, like, and of course, so there, everyone's turning around on him, like he's the asshole because he's like, I'm just trying to get a cup of coffee, you know? Yeah. And they actually talked on that subject in the podcast, and you know, you get to hear his side of view from it because he even said like he loves meeting the fans, and you know, he loves this, but he's like, you know, sometimes like in example. I just want to go to a store and, you know, I'm still a person. I just want to get my damn coffee. I got (laughs) shit to do. And so, you know, it's kind of cool to see this perspective. But another interesting thing with him is he's like 100% self-sustaining. He hunts his own food. He has his own farm. He has his own garden. Wait, so he hunts in the the coffee shop? (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) Just hunted for coffee beans. He he, He he lives off the grid. But on occasion... (laughs) A dude's still got to have his Starbucks. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's the one thing he buys. Out of all the things you buy, right. coffee. Yeah. But yeah. He's got bees, so he's fine. Yeah. He's got bees. He probably has a vegetable garden. I want a vegetable garden. He gets the coffee. He puts his own homemade honey in it, you know? So. Oh, yeah. H- honey and coffee? Is that a thing? I don't know. Is it? It is here. See? Is yeah. it? I've heard it before. Is, I don't it's do a that. Cyprus but... thing. No, no, no. It's, it's not. Cyprus it's not. Thing. I just heard it before. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, uh. Nope. Never mind. Nope. JK. <laughs> Lost it. Bye bye, thought. Yeah. Uh, Stella, are you going to come to the Archer show in San Diego? Yeah. Yeah. I. It's the day after I fly back. Back because I'm going to Chicago for Pumpkins United. I'm so, dude. Um, I'm gonna be like super dead, but I'll be there. <laughs> it's funny. I'll come find you. That's one of the <laughs> one of the few things I'm bummed about this tour is I'm not gonna see. Pumpkins Are you missing United. Pumpkins United? Oh. oh my god, their timing was so bad. Because right? like we're all West Coast, West Coast people, and their dates were directly overlapping with Prague Power, which we planned like over a year ago. Yep. Yeah. And so. You know, obviously I got to do the tour, but I'm like, yeah, I don't get to see Pumpkins United. I'm very sad about that. Yep. Yeah. Um, oh, man. Oh, well, hopefully they make like a, a DVD release of this. I'd be very sad if they don't. I'm surprised the Pumpkins have been united for over a year now. They've yep. been touring since last year. Darko has seen them. He's going to see them multiple times. I, I, nice. They just announced a second date here. For some reason, they are playing again that in November. That is so funny. Like, th- so the tour will be like at least one continuous year for sure. Wow. Whoa. Because they played here in November last year, and they are now playing here in November this year. And with that uh, and the trip, like I could go watch them four times in one year. But I think oh it's too much. Gosh. <laughs> it's too much. Even for Halloween number That's one too fan. much pumpkin. <laughs> That's a lot of pumpkin. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pu- and they only did they only did one single, man, and they're milking it. <laughs> I, well, I can tell you I can tell you that show, that three hours long show is That's incredible. Amazing. I can't imagine of just I of guess, just them? Yeah. Oh man. No openers. Wow. It's, no, just, no. it's just it's like, just it's just Halloween we have opener, material. We had openers here because 
the losses, you have to have a local opener when you are an international band. But the Halloween yeah. show, it's like clocking almost into three hours. When we saw Avantasia, they did four hours. It was amazing. Oh, oh yeah. That. That's where I randomly found Jason in real life. Uh-huh. I was like, nice Helion Prime shirt. And then Jason was like, thanks, that's my band. And I was like, holy shit, I suddenly don't know what to say because I didn't plan this far ahead. <laughs> well, you know what's funny is uh, I'm, I'm not one to normally wear my band shirt. But it's like, yeah. I was going down to see Avantasia in L.A. Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, I traveled up there, too. I was yeah. like, I drove. But like, I'm just, I'm, you know, it was like putting the putting the feeler out there. So I just wore yeah. it. Yeah. It was funny because uh, I ran into a friend there and he was hella dogging me like, wow, dude, you wore your own shirt, huh? I was like, what? And then like you, and that was like right when you came up and you're like, hey, I know that band. Yeah. I was like, see, bro. Yeah. And I was like, people know that band. And I was like, holy shit, that's the guy in the band. And then. <laughs> No, it's like you you have a distinctive appearance. I should know how y'all look like, but I don't look up bands how they look like. <laughs> it's okay, I don't either. And actually sometimes I like I'll feel bad. Like I'll know like core members. I know. I yeah. I I'm really bad at like recognizing people too. <laughs> um Yeah. So I get that completely. Yeah. That was a was a fantastic show though. It uh, dude, was. It was <laughs> Tobias's stage Monday banter. Night is just the best oh my god they were so adorable you know who was really adorable in that show though yorn oh yeah yorn yorn dude yorn and and toby like they got that that bromance oh my god there's they're so cute yeah i am i'm actually like watching the dvds that jason actually told me to watch dvds of avantasia and jason works you so hard he asked okay yeah, yeah, I'm I'm inexperienced Slave in driver. that, uh, like in in that part of performance, so I have to work yeah. work on it. Okay. So it was funny. Um, before the Vancouver show, we were actually watching an Ed Guy DVD for that reason. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you serious? That's so. Wow. I guess a lot of thought goes into performance. I never really thought about like stage banter as something you got to practice. Oh yeah, like I mean, you think all that spontaneous what he's saying? Like, nah, man. He's, yes. He's he's, <laughs> he's thought that. I mean, some of it might be, but you know what the saddest thing was? So I went to uh, I went to Europe last year in September for the Arion Universe show because obviously I'm not missing yeah. that. But I also got to see Ed Guy on my birthday. Oh, nice! Uh, in Germany. Yeah, and I, I was like telling, I was like, dude, Toby's stage banner is the best. Like, just wait. And uh, of course, he speaks the whole show in German because we're in Germany. So yeah, <laughs> so I, I, everyone's laughing, and I'm just standing there like, yeah, you're like Google Translate, <laughs> right? So man, he, I felt so bad because there's this whole like oh moment where he called out a guy on the show because they did save me, and he was like the only guy in a rocket ride T-shirt. Uh, so they were having this moment, and it's just like, God, I'm missing something great right now. Like, <laughs> I know. So yeah, too bad Ed Guy might. I don't know if they'll ever come back to the states. Been, I missed them like over ten years back now. in over ten years ago. Yeah, I've seen them every time they've come since I've been a fan. Um, yeah, it's been yeah. ten years. Mm-hmm. But it just goes to show, like, I feel like that's why we got to get us to europe because again i mean our labels in germany uh the, yeah. the music we play our singers now it, it's it's easier for us to get there than it is yeah. for sozos like we don't got to deal with visas you know going there mm. uh for sure and 
like just looking at that Ed guy show, it was packed like four or 500 people. They come here, they played 130 people. Um, yeah, yeah. The Luca Trulli's Rhapsody tour. I don't know if you caught that when they came through. Yeah. Like hardly anybody. It was at, it was at a small venue and, uh, locally as well. Yeah. And look how big they are in Europe. Right. Like, so, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. It just makes sense for us to, I'm pretty sure I should just move to Europe. I'm thinking, (laughs) (laughs) but we still need musicians and bands in the U S don't leave us. (laughs) Nah, just come to Europe or come, come back to visit. Oh, we're going to just all relocate to Europe. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) So this is like, yeah, come to me. Yeah. yeah, It's way easier for me. And even then just move to Cyprus while you're at it. (laughs) Hey, I've seen some, I've seen some photos he shared. It looks beautiful there. So it is, it is. Uh, Yeah. uh, the bad thing is that we have like 10 metal fans in total, like from the <laughs> 10 metal fans in like, total. That is so well, funny. I, like, I, I don't know. I, I feel like every time I go to a, a metal concert, they're really the rare. And it's like, it's the time? same. I, I know everyone. Like, there's never a new person, <laughs> there's never a new face. <laughs> Like I've, I've met all the people that like you know, all 10 metal fans. Yeah, in yeah. Like, there's one big power metal band. And okay. like, th- that's it. That's what everyone knows. And when that's... they play once a year and everyone goes and we have fun, <laughs> but it's just one band and nobody else comes. Like maybe. One band of 10 people. <laughs> yeah. Like there's no power metal presence here. There's just so this I wonder... one, one band. Because Iced Earth did that DVD there. So what was that all about? Oh yeah. They did that show in uh, Kurion, I think. Uh, yeah. which is like an ancient uh, theater in uh, in one of the cities. Uh, so yeah, that, 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 so that was... Cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was great. Um, I enjoyed myself. But this was like the only exception and I wasn't a big fan of them back then when it happened, I think 2011, maybe. Um, I, I hadn't gotten, gotten into them yet, but okay. I, I, I liked it and there were still like the 10 guys that I knew. <laughs> And maybe a a few more people that like were into rock, but not metal and, but still went because Ice Earth is huge in Europe. Um, Right. Yeah. But yeah, uh, unfortunately not many uh, people that are power metal fans here. Got to change that. Got to change that by by moving to Cyprus. (laughs) Then there'll be like, there'll be like 14 <laughs> can, can we just bring everyone that likes power metal here? So it's just yeah, like we'll create a power metal colony. Yeah, exactly. There you go. So everything we'll be here. we'll be self sustaining vegetable farmers. Uh, what's, we'll make our what's own up coffee with you beans. and vegetables? <laughs> I like I well that's, if you have vegetables you can live. Just think about it. True. Got a point. Yeah. I, Don't think too I guess hard. It's true, but okay, okay, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think too hard. Right. Well, guys, I'm gonna say this has been a great talk. We don't want to. We don't want to rob more of your time. Um, oh, dude, it's Sunday. I don't do anything. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> this was the highlight of my day. Just so you know. Oh, oh. that's so nice. Yeah, but there's also but- like uh, a lot of time left in the day how do you know no how do you know something exciting will yeah. happen later i i guess i yeah don't. maybe you'll get into another podcast oh, surprise podcast <laughs> Joe Rogan right? podcast. oh no <laughs> I'm, I'm down 
Yeah. Well, but yeah. Thanks, guys. I don't it's know if so really you got anything. There's one thing. Wait, wait, wait. Before, before that one thing, Uh-oh. where can our where can our fans find you on the internet? Oh, Facebook, <laughs> uh, AFM website, iTunes, uh-huh. Amazon, Spotify, uh, YouTube. Um, I'd say for most current news, go to our Facebook or official website, HeliumPrimeMetal.com, because... Helium Prime was already taken. Oh, what? By who? Oh, wait, by the well, by Chronicles Riddick. of Critic People. <laughs> yeah, by Riddick. <laughs> by the by the original source of your name. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh man, I'm pretty sure like people are gonna start thinking I don't do anything other than Riddick because you know Helium Prime. The first album has "You Keep What You Kill," which is about Riddick. Yeah. <laughs> the first Dire Peril single was "Heart of the Furion." I swear, like, <laughs> you know, and it's funny because. I love the Riddick films, but I'm not as big a fan as I'm making myself out to be. <laughs> like, I love. Did you just think they have a cool name or something? Don't get me wrong. I love the films. Um, and yeah, the name just sort of was like, because originally I called the band Furion, um, which is also a Riddick reference. Yeah. But I kind of like, I don't know. I, the more I thought, I was like, eh, I don't know. That's all right. And then Helium Prime was like, oh, that that works. That's sick. Um, so I went with that. And then, you know, so we wrote. And actually, we weren't even going to have a Riddick song on the first album. And a friend of mine was like, dude, you better have a song called You Keep What You Kill or I'm going to be very upset. I was like, oh, you know what, dude? <laughs> so that the music for what that song became, I had that music. I was like, dang it, dude, I have a song that would be perfect for that. So we did it. And then when I was doing the Dire Peril album and each song is based on a science fiction film that I like, obviously Riddick was in there. <laughs> and then that just happened to turn out to be one of our favorite songs. So like I said, I make myself out to be a gigantic Riddick fanboy and don't, I, I do love the films, but I'm, it's definitely, you know, not in my top three. So, <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Oh man, this could be a, uh... This is like breaking news, or <laughs> right? I'm, crush- I'm crushing people right now. <laughs> yeah. So. But he, okay. he, it's in my top five. All right, I'll give it that. So it's pretty. It's so good. either good. either fourth or fifth. That's what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, I'd have to. I'd have to think about it. I'd have to think about what is. Uh, I'd have Four to think about five. what my third is. You know. So. Oh. That'll be a next That's podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right anyway jason's guys... top five sci-fi films right yeah that's a hell of a tangent and we will link all of well not all your most important uh i guess where to find you guys in our show notes so listeners can go find it mm-hmm. and darko do you want to do the thing i i'm not the one who's going to do the thing like one thing that we're doing uh, in all of our interviews because now since this is the third time we're doing it it's now officially a powerful tradition. Um, we want you, at least one of you guys, to say, to finish the show, to tell all our audiences to stay powerful in your best power metal version of it. Uh, all right. So thank you guys for having us and stay powerful. Is that too... <laughs> I don't know. No, that's perfect. That's, that's, okay. that's fine. All right. Just, yeah. Okay. That's, that's another thing with, with, with us Helium Prime boys, man. We're a bunch of teddy bears, dude. Like, Aww. I know. This is about as aggressive as we yeah. get. So, that's great. 